Welcome to The Balance, an inside look at the leadership of finance in the NHS, where we attempt to demystify the strange and complicated world of NHS and public sector finance and learn from the leaders behind the numbers. On this show, we aim to learn from CFOs, FDs and senior finance colleagues, exploring and learning more about what they do, why they do it, who they are and how they got into the positions they have. Welcome to The Balance. Hello and welcome to The Balance, an inside look at leadership of finance in the NHS. I'm Ruff Forster, Chief Finance Officer and Deputy Chief Exec at Liverpool University Hospitals NHS Foundation Trust. I'm thrilled to say today's guest is Claire Wilson and I will let Claire introduce herself to the audience. Hi everyone, my name is Claire Wilson. I'm the Chief Finance Officer of Will University Teaching Hospitals in Cheshire and Merseyside. Hi Claire. Claire, do you want to just, just people get to know you a little bit about, about yourself and your, your journey in the NHS? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been in the NHS now about um, ooh, something like 23 years. I started um, right after university on graduating. So I came in as one of the graduate trainees in the Northwest and I've worked in lots of different sort of um, NHS finance roles um, in providers, commissioners, regulators, in the national team and mostly um, in the Northwest um, during that period, really. So, yeah, really lots and lots of variety, um, which I think is one of the really great things about working in the NHS finance function. There's so many different perspectives and different sorts of organisations. So I've been a finance director for um, about eight years. Um, primarily, um, well, I started off in um, as a CFO of a CCG um, in Berry, Berry CCG, and then uh, more recently I was the same Chief Finance Officer of Liverpool Heart Chess Hospitals, and then um, in January of this year started at Wirral um, as the Finance Director here. Okay. So that sounds like a, a, a really varied kind of career path to date. Um, so from, from your perspective, in terms of finance's role in the NHS and why it is important, do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I mean, when people think about having a career in finance, it's possibly not the first thing everybody thinks about is a finance role in the NHS. But the NHS is a, a £130 billion organisation. It's one of the biggest and most complex organisations in the world. And with that level of um, resource and with demand constantly um, outstripping the um, resources we have available, inevitably, um, you know, financial management is really, really important so that we can work with um, our clinical operational colleagues to, to um, ensure that we achieve the most value for money that we possibly can with every pound that we're allocated. Okay. So, so you mentioned there about uh, kind of finite resources. Is that the kind of the, one of the biggest challenges or are there other challenges facing finance at the moment? So I think at the moment, um, you know, I think as we sit here now today, we're in the middle of a pandemic and um, the NHS is obviously responding on a day-to-day -day basis um, to um, manage COVID. Um, finance is in a very different place this year, but as we go into next year, um, 
you know, those underlying financial pressures haven't gone away. I think the other big challenge for us is workforce and the fact that, you know, there are only so many people available to um, to help fill the roles that we have in the NHS and that sort of growing um, demand for healthcare as, as we move through um, the next couple of years. So I'd say, you know, finite resources is only one part of the challenge and um, staffing is another big, big element. Um, and those things are, in, in, you know, inevitably linked because it does mean that we're using many more, um, you know, there's a premium to some of those, um, the ways that we can maybe manage um, to provide staff in the future. One of the issues we've got as we move into next year and something that I'm myself and I think colleagues are very conscious of is that that underlying financial pressure hasn't gone away. The NHS will need to and does need to continuously drive through efficiency improvements to ensure that we are, you know, continuously being sustainable and providing sustainable healthcare into the future for our populations. And as I say, you know, demand for healthcare is continuously growing. So I think one of the biggest challenges for us at the moment is how we do that and how we get back to looking at our opportunities for efficiency and waste reduction at a time when our staffing levels and our staff are absolutely exhausted and are coming out of the aftermath of COVID into the new financial year. So I think that's, you know, something that we really need to be sensitive of. And I think it means that we need to really think carefully about the things that we need to tackle now in terms of waste reduction and those things that maybe we'll tackle a little bit further down the line. Um, and, and we also need to be focusing on those things that not only improve efficiency, but those things improve our capacity um, so that, you know, we know next year there is going to be a, a significant number of non-COVID patients that we need to treat. And so things and initiatives and um, developments, improvements that will increase our ability to do that whilst also driving through efficiency, I think, are those that we need to focus on first. Thanks for that, Claire. That's a that's, a, that's really good insight. Um, and to square that circle, to use that horrible phrase, I'm not even sure what it means, but but you get the idea. Um, has the crisis shown us anything? That are there any opportunities that bizarrely have come out of that 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 can can help finance going forward? Do you think? So um, I think there's lots and lots of things. I think, you know, some of the things we've seen in, in my organisation over the last couple of months, you know, some, I guess, going back to March is how quickly different innovations and change and transformation has happened because it's had to. So, you know, moving to virtual outpatient clinics, you know, doing all of the work to do that within two weeks. And we've been, it, you know, something we've been trying to do for a lot longer previously. Um, we've looked at, you know, um, both nationally, regionally and locally, much more simplified uh, finance regimes that has enabled us to reduce some of that transaction um, processing and the operational burdens of, of PBR, payment by results and, and individual contracts between different providers. And that's happened very, very quickly. Um, and, you know, I think there's some real benefits that will be long lasting through having been through that transformation. Okay, that's, that's, that's brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, just to change angles slightly now, and a um, couple of questions about finance um, career as a whole. Um, I, I guess I know from your enthusiasm, your, your answer to this, but, but would you recommend uh, finance as a career? And, and if so, how, how does someone become a finance leader? 
Yeah, I, I would recommend to anybody to um, to come and work in NHS finance. It's an absolutely fascinating um, environment. It's it's very challenging, as you can probably imagine from anybody that reads, you know, the newspapers. You, you know, you only need to sort of um, read stories around um, some of the you know the, de- the demands and challenges on the NHS as as we sort of support a, a growing and aging population. But it's incredibly rewarding as well. And I definitely feel very proud to work in the NHS, you know, and, and never more so than in the last sort of eight, nine, ten months as I, as I work with colleagues in clinical roles and operational roles who are just absolutely pulling out all the stops every day for patients. So I do feel very proud of working in the NHS. It's not just about numbers, but it's it's about feeling as though I'm making a real difference to something which is important to all of us all of our lives and touches us all um and I suppose in terms of advice um I think you know like any finance career qualifications are important so you know there's no there's no getting away from that and you know that's that's hard work but I think what's also important is having those shared values and empathy and understanding and a real genuine interest in the service and how it operates. And, you know, real empathy with our colleagues that are providing healthcare in, in a, on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's what makes the absolute best finance leaders are those people who are really interested in, and have that genuine empathy and really, who just really care, basically, about, about what we're doing. Well, thanks, Claire. Thanks, Claire. And your, your your passion for for those values really really does shine through. So, just to close off for our for our listeners, I just wanted to kind of ask a couple of questions that, that might give them an insight into you as as the person as Claire Wilson, the finance leader. Um, if you had one motto or a motto to to sum up your philosophy on on life or as a as a finance leader what what would that be um hmm i i don't know i think finance is not a means to an end i, I often um say that it's it, we're here to help and support and to enable the organizations that we work within to be successful and to deliver fantastic care so it's not so much a motto but it's it is a, a philosophy we're here to help and and i think you know we're a service um for our organizations and i think that's really important well that's, that that's brilliant and, and and help us indeed you have uh on in today's episode so my final question then, um, firstly, I'd like to thank you for your time and, and spending this time with us because you know, it really does, does give us an insight into the world of finance and, and your life as a, a CFO. Um, but the final question, which again might, might be revealing is, do you have, or can you tell our listeners that one of your favorite songs or song that represents or means a lot to you? Well, I am nowhere near cool enough to have <laughs> um, a really impressive song that represents me. Although, you know, my absolute favourites are the really, really cheesy 1980s stuff. And that probably sums me up, to be honest. Well, on, on, on that bombshell... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we were... Love a bit of erasure in the car in the morning. <laughs> erasure it is. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, th- thank you once again, Claire, and um, we'll uh, we'll see you next time 
for the next episode of The Balance. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Balance. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe. Thank you and see you next time.